Today in the big inside, Scott gets bonked on the head. Uh, and then there's some bloodletting and uh, a mountain. And that's actually all I'm going to tell you about today's episode. The workout for your ears begins right now. Here we go. It's another Monday night somewhere. Wait, wait, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. I, I guess it's time once again for the big inside. Broadcasting from the world-famous Public Alley 701 in the concussive city of Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and this is The Big Inside, the ongoing discussion that intersects and connects what transforms the body with what transforms the world and then turns them both inside out. We're all about the conversation, not the education, but with our luck, you'll probably end up learning something along the way. What do we got for notes today? Where, where are we digging in here? Oh, first things. I'm solo again. Look at me. Solo flight. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, you know, XN, last week you promised us the sidecar would be back. We'd have Nick or we'd have Scott. Or we'd have just somebody better built, better looking, and more interesting than you, Christian Mady, you horrible liar. Yes, I lied to you. Why? Because I am a garbage human. But you knew that already. Part of the deal. So I'm thinking we're good. Um, upside. Sidecars will be back. I, next week, we'll get them back in there. I promise you there'll be another voice to break the monotony of mine. Also, here's an announcement. April 15th, Saturday, April 15th, live. Me, Christian Mady, live. Uh, XN live on stage. Actually, I am the MC for the um, Pine, Tree, uh, excuse me, Pine Tree State competition in Westbrook, Maine. So if you're anywhere around Maine, even Quebec, come on down. I'd love for you to see my live act as I MC uh, this competition. There's a little expo going on there. Come get a protein shake, right? Hey, it's a nice thing. It's a great gig. I love doing it every year. A lot of fun. They give me a mic. They say, don't swear. And then I mess something up. But it's actually, it's a good time. So if you like the bodybuilding or you like, uh, you know, impromptu ad hoc comedy, please come see me live April 15th in Westbrook, Maine. The details are online at the PineTreeStateChampionships.com. That's all one word, PineTreeStateChampionships.com. All right, let's dig in here. The big deal. So on last week, we went, uh, last week's show, we went back in time. This week, we're staying squarely in the present. Um, we've been, you know, we're reformatting, doing a lot of jiggling of the format and trying to get our professional podcast chops on and we've been sifting through a lot of stories a lot of narratives and stuff like this and we realized that one of our show regulars scott batorf um he has got a million cool stories and stuff going on for him but there was one sort of story that we really didn't ever flesh out so we gave it the the tbi treatment the big inside treatment and we you know did a little conversing and stuff like this and we are bringing you uh a little pre-packaged prefab gem we we put put together um, I hope you enjoy it as much as Scott and I had fun putting it together. Uh, really proud to uh, give you this week's big deal. Hope you enjoy.
Some people can see pictures when they look up at clouds. Like maybe you see buffalo grazing. Or maybe it's like an old woman in a shawl, all hunched over and leaning over, forward. Or maybe it's a car, maybe like a, a Volkswagen bug. Yeah, most of the time when a cloud looks like a car, it just looks like a Volkswagen bug. I mean, that's pretty much the only kind of car a cloud could look like, right? Or wait, maybe that's a Jeep? But then, some people don't see anything at all. These people, they can't see cars or buffalo or any other picture up there floating in the mists. They just see, well, clouds. Even when the sky is vast, yawning out across the horizon with wave after wave of cloud rolling by, some misty and wispy and others lumpy and thick. No matter what shape, though, some people can only see them for what they are. Just clouds. Even in the biggest skies in the whole world. Even in skies like, well, like Colorado. Colorado, it's got a big, big sky. Everything feels bigger than anywhere else I've been. That's Scott Bodorf, who you probably already know from the big inside. Uh, my name is Scott Bodorf. I work with the fascia and scar tissue. I help people out with unraveling that from past life experiences, uh, trauma, and just, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what you want. <laughs> Scott grew up in Colorado as a boy. You could say it's in his blood. There's, well, mountains, gigantic mountains, bigger than most areas, and like trees and like forests and rocks. It's very, it kind of reminds me of like uh, prehistoric times, you know, when I'm looking at the the, the landscape, because it looks like it could have housed some very big creatures. But there's just, um, I don't know, there's, uh, it's very alive, let's put it that way. And of course, there's a lot of sky, but no brontosauruses. And we're pretty certain of that because, well, Scott lives there now, and he hasn't seen any. Well, at least not yet. Of course, he hasn't lived there all along. He lived in Massachusetts for quite a long time, where there's not quite as much sky as there is in, you know, Colorado. So I went to Boston, Boston's great, but then when I come back from a city and I come to, like, this wild wilderness of Colorado, it's really, it's really uh, uh, amazing. It's, like, majestic and... I don't know, it's, it's really alive. And it's also where most of the cars you do see probably are just shapes in the clouds. Unlike Massachusetts, where the cars are a little more present. I was uh, heading to work into Boston, and then uh, I was getting off the exit, and uh, it's a little kind of like a little loop. But you know, it was a backed up as usual, so it was stop and go traffic. And I was stopped, and I, and then uh, there was this large. Well, I didn't I didn't know this until after, but a very large Ford F two fifty work truck, and I had stopped, but he didn't, and he. Uh, he drove right into the left driver's side corner of my Jeep. Crash! 
Liberty, and uh, his car struck me, and uh, I don't know, it's probably going like 25, you know, maybe 30 miles an hour or something, and it's kind of sliced my Jeep in half, basically. Set my car kind of flying diagonally uh, towards the wall of the tunnel that goes to Sterl Drive. But then after that, my head kind of went diagonal towards the windshield, but then it diagonally went back into the, the door, the inside of the glass. So unfortunately, I hit the harder part of the door with my head on the side of my temporal side of my skull. It knocked me out. up this guy like knocking on my window freaking out because we were in the exact opening of the intersection onto Sturro blocking it and um, I smelled I smelled this, this scent of marijuana on, on him so I I know he's he was high he probably went to work smoked got high and then probably didn't have much uh, instincts and so yeah he knocked me out I was really uh, out of sorts we ended up moving our cars to the side, but I was just really confused. You know, it was sort of like uh, I was in this like weird time warp. And then the cops showed up and then we uh, did the information and stuff and they wanted to take me on the paramedic, but I was scared to go on the paramedic's truck. I just wanted to get to, uh, to my studio uh, where I worked. And that was where Scott's intuition started kicking in, his intuition on how the body works. Even in spite of being conked on the head, Scott was still able to see a little bit more about his injury because of experiences he had had with sports injuries in his past. Often, when we play sports, we can easily overlook the injuries and bumps and bruises we experience. I mean, we acknowledge them, we see them for what they are, and then we seek to heal from them. But just as often, we don't really see any shape to them other than just what they seem to be. Injuries. So to most people, each injury seems like a unique experience. But to Scott? Well, he saw similarities in the shape of his past sports injuries with the one he was experiencing now with this car accident. I was clear. Much more clear than most because, well, they haven't had that experience, so how would they know? My intuition was clear because, obviously, I've had concussions from playing hockey, 
you know, all because you don't get hit in the head doesn't mean you don't get one, you know, just body check after body check. You know, I've played hockey for 32 years, so it'd be kind of uh, ridiculous to think I haven't had concussions. So it has a reference to what a concussion was. I couldn't really remember what had happened, and I was kind of very flustered on what was happening in the present time. And also, I had a pretty gnarly headache. Yeah, and it, my body was super, like, charged, like, really scared, but, like, on edge and charged. I felt this before. And obviously, vision changes, hearing changes, like, you, you don't have the peripheral vision that you usually do. And then, like, light, like, things aren't as bright. So I had all kinds of these, like, things happening. So I definitely knew I had a concussion. And obviously, I hit my head hard, so I mean, that was a good <laughs> indicator, too. When we think of stretching, we often think of it as just what it is, stretching. We try to elongate the muscle, and we know it somehow should make us move better. And for most of us, that's all we see. It is what it is. But Scott's career at that time was actually delving deeply into other ways stretching and movement could shape our bodies and maybe even our well-being. Yeah, the studio that I was uh, working at uh, was specializing in resistance flexibility and help opening up fascia and scar tissue along the planes of the Chinese meridians. Meridians are like um, pathways or highways of nerves that run through our body and they run through different muscles and they connect to different organs. And so that, you know, if we can open those up, then we can send energy to those organs and then they can heal themselves. And um, they're pretty awesome. I had so much success with getting that fascia work done on me with resistance flexibility and had me feel so much better. I already knew it worked. And we worked with a lot of athletes and they had the same effects, you know, of like being more clear, not having headaches, like feeling more energy, feel more alive like having their pressure out coming off the skull and so on. So I, I go on forever about it, but it, I was already convinced. I already had the experience, so I kind of already knew. Now, are you getting this? Scott's everyday work was already intersecting ancient wisdom about these meridian pathways with practical methods of healing with things like, well, things like concussions. It's pretty straightforward. You. You open up the tissue, you open up the meridian pathways, you get blood flow. If you have blood flow, guess what? You get oxygen and you get energy. And if we open that up, well, you can solve any inflammation or what people call dis-ease because that's just the lack of blood flow. It's pretty simple. The day of the accident, I got stretched. They stretched my arms because um, that would open up the tissue uh, that runs up to my skull. I had like two black eyes. My face was really swollen. But then after like, it was like maybe like 10 minutes of stretching, the swelling went down on my face and my black eyes were almost gone. And I was like, whoa, I could have had this swelling for weeks, you know? 
I mean, it kind of hurt and I felt like a lot of pain, but then it came, it like, it started to unwind. It felt really nice. However, if you don't open that up, then uh, what I'm getting to figure out more and more is in that you're kind of stuck in that event. And then, well, you don't have blood flow then. And then you get all the, you get all the concussion symptoms that, what, that, that everyone talks about. But the treatments then weren't just in the studio with the flexibility work. It was also with uh, Chinese acupuncture. And um, he did the acupuncture, and then a week into it, he's like, I don't, the results are going way too slow, man. He goes, I need you to be feeling better faster. We're going to go to an older method of bloodletting. That's right, bloodletting. You heard correctly. As in, you know, a little tiny cut and letting out some blood. Bloodletting. And I thought it was just a good moment to sort of break into Scott's story to remind you that Scott was seeing a professional. This man was a doctor, a licensed professional doctor, board certified, the works. He just also happened to practice acupuncture for many of his patients. And that's sort of where Scott's story picks up. And not that we're advocating slicing into ourselves as some sort of universal cure-all for concussions. It's an older method, you know, but it's been able to yield fast results in these type of uh, stagnated blood uh, situations. And the concussion is the blood just turns into mud, doesn't move. So he he poked my ear and he started to squeeze out blood. And then that was the day I got true perspective on concussions because, well, the blood wasn't red. It was black and it wasn't thin. It was thick, really thick, viscous blood. And the more that he pushed the blood out of my ear, the brighter the room got, the wider my vision got. It felt like a shade was taken, a curtain was taken off my brow and I started to, my eyes were able to receive light and the room got wider. If it sounds like all this stretching and meridian work and acupuncture and bloodletting sounded like a huge transformative experience for Scott, well, you're assuming right. In his experience with healing from this car accident, Scott began gaining new perspectives on the body as a whole. In fact, it brought to his mind the shape of athletes' attitude towards sports in general. I think a lot of hockey players and even like athletes who play contact sports could probably relate to this is that uh, when you go into the sport, there's a lot of toughing it out uh, as far as hits and everything when there could be very severe. But we're told to tough it out and be tough and and uh, to play the game and continue on. But uh, I have a completely different perspective about that now. It's not about like uh, sacrificing your body in that way. It's about, about being smarter and uh, yielding in a way. And so then the, you can be in the flow of the game, you know, not so much uh, having to throw around yourself like a battering ram. To have that experience, you know, with the concussion, makes you, it made me want to take care of my body a little bit more. The better I got, after freshly being in an accident with that severe of a concussion, it gave me a lot of perspective I didn't have before, um, to tell you the truth. But the perspectives that were taking shape for Scott went beyond just his own understanding of how we heal. In many ways, it was literally guiding his life. You see, up until that accident, that total coincidental moment, Scott had been of late feeling, well, a little bit stuck. I was feeling very pessimistic and I was depressed. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, my life sucks right now, and I feel like I, I'm stuck. I can't do anything. And I was like, how am I going to get better? I can't even remember, like, you know, 
who my favorite actor is anymore. It's like ridiculous. It's like simple things that people take for granted. And uh, by the way, yeah. it's Christian Mady. <laughs> no, exactly. But anyways, uh, it was perfect. It, it got me to to wake up, you know, um, out of a slumber in some aspects in my own life and and how to take care of myself and and to and to perceive like the events I had been through with like hockey and so on, you know. So it really gave me that perspective. It's like, whoa, like I have friends and and other player teammates that you know they they may play even less time than me, and they're you know they they're experiencing these things, you know, and the headaches or sensitivities of light or not they're not happy. They're de- they're having just odd this random depression. It's like, oh, I understand that now, you know, because I was like I had that too. But now it's like, oh, there's like, there's hope and there's, and I feel really good. And this is the big thing too, is I could see if someone else had had like a concussion, you know, like a colleague, you know, I could see how, if you're not aware of that, how that could be projected onto other people in the workplace and so on. And so that, that was, that, that also was a red flag for me as I was kind of like, uh, standing beside that and seeing that instead of just being embodying it. It's like being able to take care of yourself, but if you can't, it's sort of like those things are projected out into others in a way that's, you know, not the, you know, the most productive thing or the nicest thing to do. In the movies and on TV shows, when one of the characters gets hit over the head, Concussions are usually played for laughs. The character will suddenly totally forget everything they knew before, or maybe they will just totally change their personality and start acting like someone else. And while the change in Scott's attitude may have coincided with a concussion, it would be a huge mistake to say that it was a bonk on the head that shifted his attitude and perspective on life. It was actually found in the ability to see something different in the experience he had while healing. To not just look at the details and assume they were only worth their face value, but rather by probing into the way his body works, Scott is now able to literally see things in his life that may not have quite been so vivid to his mind before. Which is probably some of the reason Scott left Boston recently where he was doing all this learning about his body's energy. He returned to the big wilderness of Colorado for a while. But it seems that Colorado is not quite the same place he left. I don't think Colorado ever changed. I think I changed. And so then I could receive the healing of Colorado. I mean, I go out to California for work and back and forth from California to Colorado and I get to feel the difference in uh, the atmospheric pressure here and the altitude and I know like people go into deprivation chambers they go into like places to get healed hyperbaric chambers well Colorado is sort of like a living atmosphere of that you know with the atmosphere and the negative ions coming off the mountains and that pressurized environment with the altitude and the and the air it's like this is a this environment's a healing chamber and i've never been able to receive that in the way i am now and uh, even people that talked to me before good friends like wow you sound really clear colorado is really good for you i'm like it is really good for me but in ways i never even imagined 
this is something that's been dawning on me a lot lately. So I had an attachment to my accident. It's like you have this attachment to it. And it's like this attachment, though, like being like, oh, well, I had my accident, so I, I have excuses now. Well, I can't do these things, and my life's going to suck now. But wait a second. Like, my life isn't defined by this accident. I'm not a victim. You know, I, I only thought I was because I didn't have perspective on, like, how to open up my body because my body was full stuck in time almost because the blood wasn't moving. And uh, my body was contorted. But when I opened this up, I could see, like, oh, wait a second. I can have life and be excited for, like, getting up in the morning and doing my routine or playing hockey, going to the gym, whatever, having a nice cup of coffee. Like, that's exciting. You know, people, all these spiritual New Age communities talk about gratitude. I mean, you talk about it, but you have to experience it. Like, I don't, I wouldn't know what gratitude was about unless I had these extreme experiences of having the lack of being able to even experience what that is. <laughs> Some people can see pictures when they look up at the clouds. They can see shapes and patterns in that swirl. Other people, not so much. But that doesn't mean we can't learn to see what's there. Sometimes, the things we have to do to keep our body healthy can show us what we're not able to see just as much as what we've already figured out. It's not always easy to spot the patterns that are going to teach us, of course. But they're there. Just keep looking. Everywhere. Up into that really big sky. You'll find them. that's it. Thanks again for stepping inside the Big Inside. We are really enjoying this new format and we really want to know if you're also liking this new direction. So if you liked it, if you think I have an iota of talent or any of us here uh, have any sort of talent worth encouraging, please let us know. Please, please, please. Uh, your feedback, you don't understand. It's really so, so valuable to us. So go to the website, become a big mouth, thebiginside.com, or go to the Facebook page and, and leave a comment there. You know, we're on Google Play, we're on uh, iTunes. So wherever there's a place to leave a comment, please, We the feedback is hugely appreciated. And um, where about you guys? Sponsors. Today's show was sponsored by SciSay Sports, S-A-I-S-E-I Sports, uh, makers of the new amazing pre-workout formula, Rekt. Um, I've been warned against sounding like a used car salesman during their pitches. 
Um, so I'm going to be very monotone about it. Better dosage of ingredients. Uh, they actually, believe it or not, it's higher dosage of uh, key ingredients. N- no fancy cartwheels, just, you know, quality stuff. In fact, higher quality ingredients. It's a formula truly designed for the elite lifter, and you can learn more about Rekt and buy it for yourself at SaiSaySports.com, S-A-I-S-E-I Sports.com. The program has also been brought to you by Scorpio Creative, a boutique design and branding and marketing firm. You need a website, you need a logo, you need social media strategy. It's a small company that works with other small companies, maybe a small company like you, or maybe you're just an independent individual who needs some help with branding and marketing. So whether it's uh, identity or a whole website, um, give them uh, give them a call, ScorpioCreative.com. They work with the small guys to make them look big. The Big Inside is independently funded, so we rely on you guys to help us keep going. So... Go to the website and consider dropping a few bucks into our virtual bucket of love. Really keep us on the air. If you if you if you think there's any talent, if you think you, we need to be encouraged, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. Just, you know, help out. Reach into your wallet. We appreciate it. We need you guys to keep us going. We we I'm begging. <laughs> We'd love to keep the project going. We're having a lot of fun with it. And we're hoping you're enjoying it too. So encourage us. Um, and we'll chat you up on the air if you do. Thebiginside.com. Go there. Help us out. Oh, in fact, why not just hump our leg and become a sponsor, right? Maybe you're a small company or a big company or whoever. And you just want that added plug. We have a, a large and growing audience. And we'd love to hawk your wares. So uh, please go to the website. Get in touch with us. We love selling your stuff. And karma is real. As usual, as you know, we end each episode with a little tidbit, a little insider gem, something that we do for our wellness, our muscles, our health, whatever, and we share it with you. My thing this week, look, everybody listens to music when they go to the gym. <laughs> and it's This is a totally shallow one, guys. Sorry, this is a bad inside gem, but this is the one I'm sticking with. Um, you know all the different services for music? I like my music on autopilot. You got the Spotify, the Google Play, whatever. I, I'm, just, I'm, adv- I'm just endorsing pandora this week because i have bizarre musical tastes so my playlist is never in one genre it it cuts across you know like 80s new wave over to like you know geek rap like whiplash levels of taste changing and pandora seems to keep up with me thereby go to at the gym so if you just want autopilot music i'm just saying my the pandora i know it's like not the cool service but do the pandora it's a it's that's my gym thing. That's my inside scoop for this week, and I'm sticking with it. They don't sponsor the show either. I just I didn't have anything else, so I said, I'm going to talk about music. It's easy. And that's it. Today's show was produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, who do not get into bloodletting, but who do often use leeches anyway. You know, just for kicks. Uh, music in today's episode was supplied by Middle Mountain, OC45, Graphic Melee, Congress. That's a band, not, not actual Congress. Congress and Teen Ender. These amazing artists, uh, and truth be told, they're all buddies of mine, are all available on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Please go support them liberally. Go buy an album and check out their music. Incredible independent musicians. We're really grateful to them. Um, And that's the workout for your ears this week. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for The Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later.